Hello and good morning, everybody. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. Janice, man, I love your accent. Oh, I still have it, huh? <laughs> I haven't been back to Boston for about 30 years. 30 years. Oh, you never lose that. I mean, it was Mark Twain that used to say all the time, you don't ever lose your accent because that is your personality and that is everything you are. Everything, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> so is your book. How is it that you can have so much of a real world inside this book? I mean, I mean, you, you, you really don't hold back when it comes to, you know, the struggles of racism and women's rights and things. I mean, you, you deal with real stuff. Yeah, I feel like that's why I wrote it. I didn't really want to write a book and not say anything. But see, I like that because that, that's the big thing right now is that they, they want the authors and the poets and, and the musicians to start saying some things. And if it doesn't show up in print, then nobody else will talk about it. Yeah, really. So, But the other thing about it is it's not preachy. It's just telling a story. And through the story, you, you get the lessons. Mm-hmm. The name of the book that we're talking about is Looking Up Invasion. What, what led you to this title for the book? Because, I mean, you know how people are. They like to judge a book by its cover, but I believe that title is the selling point. Yeah, it's, it's a combination of things. The Looking Up refers to the name of the farm where the aliens land, but it's also a philosophy. The farmer family um, came from modest means. They, they were poor in the depression and they got plucked out of the sea of uh, migrant farm workers in California that came from Oklahoma during the depression and uh, a guy a rich guy rescued him and put him on the farm and ended up giving him the farm and um, they developed a philosophy called the looking up way and the other side of it is that uh, some of the family members have a facial deformity where their left eye is misaligned and it points up and to the left mm. so um that gave them the looking up idea the looking up means you get your head out of wherever you like to tuck it and look <laughs> around you look at the people around you and consider them how are they doing how are they feeling so it's about it's about empathy there and the invasion is unintentional the aliens didn't mean to come they right. didn't come in a spaceship with superior weapons they showed up poor and unexpected and and uh they have nothing in terms of weapons or anything and they don't intend to take over but by the end you're wondering with the cultural changes that they go through uh just who is invading who yeah right <laughs> but but see that's that's what's great about the way that you write books is the fact that you give us that little cliffhanger kind of a of an edge that makes you wonder okay what would happen if this were happening right now and how would I react to it Yeah exactly it's in contemporary California and it's a real family and uh, how do they react to a green-skinned family that just shows up on their farm unexpectedly from a completely unknown world yeah. and seeing as they're desperate for help they hire them and uh keep them hidden and they get to know each other and uh it's amazing what the cultural differences are but it's, it's kind of difficult to empathize when you have no idea where somebody's coming from mm -hmm. but they listen and pay attention and manage to do it anyway and uh it's a lesson in in how how different our perspectives can be and how somebody might seem like they're totally crazy to you, but if you take the time to understand where they're coming from and what their background is, 
what they're saying might make total sense to them. Yeah, it, it almost goes along with the things that we learned as kids. Walk a mile in my shoes, and then let's have a conversation. Exactly. That, that's the theme, basically. Yeah. When you create a world, and especially a new world like this, as the author, how do you find yourself believing in it so that we as the reader believe in it as well? Well, you have to completely immerse yourself in it um, for a time. I spent many days without writing where I really thought this through about how this world was. And you have to consider every detail, like what do they eat? Um, Where do they get their food? Uh, What is their social structure? Um, What's their infrastructure? What resources do they have and not have? And what's their technology level? You have to consider all the aspects of the society to make it whole. Hmm. And then once you do, you've got a world and you can work in that world and it kind of works itself after you've got the parameters set up. Um, the part of the book in the world and in my second book, when I spend more time in this alien world, uh, it's very freeing. You don't have to tie yourself to anything going on on Earth. You just can immerse yourself in that world and, and uh, write pretty much whatever you want as long as it's consistent. Well, I love the way that you that you introduce these characters from a, from a different place because, you know, we always think that it's going to come in with, you know, fighting spaceships and, you know, they're coming in to take over the planet. And, and in reality, the, you've got a book here about relationship. And I think this would be my new vision of this is how I would like to meet an alien in a one-on-one place, maybe at a na- nature preserve park. And it's like, whoa, you're, you, you don't look like me. Uh, who are you? Yeah, that's pretty much how it comes up, but they show up at your door. <laughs> but that's the way <laughs> I would you? want it. That, that's exactly the way that I would want to do that, though, because I mean, that you, you really give, you know, you, you give us that opportunity to say, I've never had this ever explained to me this way. This is a new way to look at it. Exactly. It's all about perspective. Yeah. Is it is it wrong to think, though, that, you know, because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, this is a science fiction book. But but to me, the realm of the reality is, is that, you know, I understand that it's sci fi, but you make it real. Yeah, it's hard to genreify this. I, I you know, I struggle with the genre mm-hmm. sci fi because of the portal and there's other aspects that they come through. And there's other aspects that are, are sci fi and science. Uh, it's also fantasy. Um, but it's also I would. I almost dare say it's literary because the themes are what really dominate the, the book. This is the kind of thing where you know young adult readers read a book like this, and and all of a sudden they're going to start talking about it, and then they're going then they're going to fit into that world. You know how they like to do that? They're very faithful to the authors. Yeah, they could be really you know, um, yeah, into this world, and and uh, yeah, I'd like to see a series or a movie, but I I haven't really got the wherewithal. Yeah. It would be great. I think it would catch on big. Oh my God! There's there's enough YA um, readers out there that kn- that know how to do TikTok and know how to do videos and things like that. I wouldn't be shocked if they don't make up their own videos and all of a sudden it starts ending up in your emails. That'd be fun. Yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> they do that for me. <laughs> when your characters aren't perfect, because so many times authors like to have the perfect family, the perfect this, or or if they're not perfect, it has to be the tragic. And so so that's what I love about this is, is the fact that your characters aren't perfect. And I think that's very relatable. Yeah, I tried to get very into their heads, and I, I kind of... I like to uh, rip the top of their heads off and report what they're really thinking. 
and it's not always perfect, and it's a lot of things that they wouldn't say out loud, and a lot of things that maybe they wouldn't even admit to themselves. Yeah. Yes. But it gives them a lot more depth. Developing the characters. Uh, I usually put pictures where I envision people uh, who would be playing this if, if it were on television or in a movie. How did, how did you develop these characters? Well, um, picturing them, it's hard to say. I got... Well, I picture Valco as being uh, Jason Manoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for, for starters. But um, it's it's just kind of they come to me in my head, and, and uh, they're whole characters. And the thing about them is I, I know them so well that I can just drop them into a, a scene and and a situation, and they just take over and run with it and do what they do, and I just type as fast as I can while they're doing it because um, they're, they're so de- well-developed that, that I kind of, I guess, subconsciously, I know what they're going to do. Or I, sometimes they surprise me, though. That's the fun <laughs> part. And the characters just does something that you didn't expect, and it usually works out really, really good with the rest of the book. Yeah, but usually when something like that happens, you have to go back a couple of pages and kind of set up the scene there because your continuity's got to be spot on. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. There's lots of revisions going through and revising, (laughs) catching all those things. But um, I've found that my memory is really good. I can remember everything about the characters. I don't really have to write them down and stuff. Like some people have a file where they write notes about all their characters, and and I'm finding that, that I remember everything about them as if I know them. From one writer to another writer, what is your writing time? What is your energy space? You mean uh, length of time to complete or, or daily? Uh, on a daily basis, because mine, I'm, I'm a morning writer. Yeah, I'm a morning writer, too. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a morning writer. Yeah, that's that's when things are nice and clean, and let's let's get on with this thing. Let's make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> and some, sometimes I'm a pantser, and right now I'm kind of more like a plotter, but I, I started out as a pantser, and, and I got on a tear one time while I was writing, um, well, I had it was the second draft of this first book, but on the alien side, I went on a tear one time for like a month, and I just started writing the whole alien side of the story. Oh wow! And and got into that world completely, and uh, I wrote all the way up into book four on the alien side. Oh my god! But the Earth side, like I say, is a little harder to do because of tied to uh, actual events. Mm. So um, that's more of a plot, plotting, pre, you know, outlining kind of ideal because I'm trying to coordinate with uh, the real world on the Earth side. Speaking of that real world, how long does it take you to come back to the real world when you, when you put yourself in a position like this? Because, I mean, even as an on-air talent in radio, if, if I'm doing a show for a different city, I, I, my mind believes I'm in that city, and it takes me a while to, to find out that I'm here in Carolina. Well, that's really good. So you're putting yourself... Somebody else's shoes, kind of that that's way. That's exactly it. That, maybe that's the reason why I can relate with these aliens. Yeah, it's kind of like um, when I went to Disneyland and I came out of Disneyland, and LA looked like a fake world, and <laughs> Disneyland seemed like it was a real world. <laughs> hey, we've got something in common a love for stuffed animals. I still have my stuffed animals from when I was a kid. Oh, yeah? yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I ended up having to lose them when I lost my parents and I moved and everything. But um, I still have uh, dinosaurs. 
Oh. <laughs> Toy Dinosaurs. See, now that would be a great book, Aliens Meeting Dinosaurs. I haven't read a book like that. Oh, there you go. Now what genre are you going to put that in? <laughs> yeah, right. See, that's, that's the business side of writing you're talking about now. <laughs> yeah, historical fiction. <laughs> <laughs> well, where can people go to find out more about your writing? Because, I mean, you, you, you let me in on a little insight there that you're already working on the, the you know, your four, four books into the alien story. So now I know that people need to follow you and give you a lot of love. Yeah, um, they can look me up on, on looking up, L-O-O-K-N-U-P dot us, U-S. I love it. I love it. That's my website. Well, you've got to come back to this show anytime in the future because the door is always going to be open for you. Okay, well, I have your phone number, and when I get my other book, I'm hoping to get it done by summer, maybe oh. sooner. Well, then I expect to have a conversation with you in about five months then. Oh, that would be great. Okay. I'd love that. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I hope other people enjoy it. Oh I, oh, I know they will. They absolutely will. Yeah, I think so. Um, I had sure fun writing it. <laughs> well, it and, shows. I'm um, having fun writing the second one, although it is a little bit more difficult because it's contemporary, and I'm getting up into 2000, like year 2000. And tying it to actual events. So things are getting a little hairy now. Okay, now let, let's talk about that just for a second here. Um, because yeah. that, that, that's what happened in my first book. Because it's called Halloween 78. And when it started catching up to the real world, it, as an author, I was going, I don't know. I, I don't ah, I like writing about things in the past and, and, and living in that moment. But so, so what is it like for you to, to be able to, I mean, you're stepping up here into the 2000s, like you said. Yeah, I'm into Act 2020 at the end of this book. See? Uh, this new book. Okay. But, um, well, one thing, the COVID epidemic sure hit me, because I had this, the first book ending in 2020, and there's a scene at the fairgrounds, which is kind of critical, and I realized about March of 2020 that that wasn't going to happen. There wasn't going to be a county fair right. in 2020 in the fall. So I ended up backing up the whole series by three years. So I made the first book 2014 to 2017 instead go. of 2020. So I had to, I learned right then that don't write contemporary like that. Yep. You gotta have a couple years because <laughs> the whole world didn't know what was going to happen then. So true. All you had to say so, was March of 2020 and I knew exactly what I was doing at that time. Every Everything that we were scheduled to do, done. It was over mm -hmm. with. And so I'll never forget that period of time. Yeah, yeah, it should devastated everything. That's like nobody in the world knew what was going to happen next. So how could I write that? So I had to give myself a little distance. I moved everything back. And there's a lot of eclipses in there because my aliens are definitely afraid of eclipses because of their religion. Mm -hmm. I had all the eclipses tied to real time. Oh, wow. And I had to back those all out and, and change some of the schedule of the book to uh, meet the eclipses that occurred in 2014 to 2017 instead of the ones from 2017 to 2020. And it actually kind of worked out better. Wow, wow. But it was a lot of work. Wow. Well, please come back to the show in the future and have yourself a beautiful day today. I love your story. Well, thank you so much, and thanks for having me. You bet. You be brilliant.